the Scoble Show, and uh, we're here in the blog house at CES 2008, and I'm sitting with uh, the master designer, master notebook designer from Hewlett Packard, HP. That's correct. And your name is Stacy Wolf, right? That is correct. That's yeah. correct, yes. So how long have you worked at HP? Uh, this is about 12 years now. So a long time. So once so, we, so you're responsible for all the ugly designs we've seen and all the beautiful no, stuff, right? Only the good stuff. Only the good stuff. There was the other guy. No, uh, it's one of the things that uh, it's it's been both good and bad. But uh, you know, a lot of uh, the designs are are uh, a reflection of who's in management, right? Yeah. And so what you see now is uh, a really nice team at at, uh, at the top for HP. Really focused on design, focused on users, and you know it allows designers to really kind of amplify that. Yeah. What's the process? How long does it take to design a notebook from start to finish? Well, from from our perspective, on the design side, it it can take several months, well ahead of the engineering interface. But we'll spend probably I would say three to four months uh, of really kind of heavy ideation time thinking about what does the that mean. Well, it it goes from uh, visiting shows like CES and stuff like that to to it could be a Milan furniture show where you get some inspiration of of something that's out there, and then going back to the team and having brainstorming sessions, uh, basically where you have designers kind of in a room, uh, drawing things up, throwing some things on the table, putting some things on the wall. And you know, from there it starts to lead into different types of concepts. Yeah. And then once we get the concepts into 3D, we start to bring in outside folks, you know, so that we can get kind of a perspective on things, you know. And it, it's a, it's always a challenge because we're wanting to do this product two, three years out. And the, when you talk with most folks that are buying products today, what they buy today is really great, and it's hard for them to really get that perception of what's tomorrow. Yeah. And so we have to do a balance between what is kind of an idea internally versus, you know, what we extract from the folks outside. Do, and the design trends change over time they based do. on competition and other things. I mean, I was on stage with Philip Stark, right? Mm -hmm. Philip Stark. Stark. And uh, I showed him the Amazon Kindle machine, right? Yes. And he, he and I said, everybody hates this thing for two reasons. One, they, they try to touch it like the iPhone. Yeah. So the iPhone has changed our expectations of what a device, a gadget should be. And second, the design, everybody who grabs it changes my page you know, flips my pages on my books yeah. and pisses me off. No, it, 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 it's very true. Um, you know, when you look at products like the Kindle and stuff, it's almost um, kind of backwards in a way from its design, from its physical design. Um, he, he called it almost modern, which, almost modern. which oh my God, that, that was the best diss of a product I've ever heard. <laughs> it's kind of that, that, uh, that retro feel, right? Um, but, you know, I, I, it, it's interesting. When we've uh, talked about things like the iPhone and stuff in, in the touch technology, what's interesting is so intuitive, you know, when we've put some different designs in front of younger folks, I'm talking kids under 12 and stuff, and what's interesting is they immediately go to the screen and want to touch it. Yeah. So I think it's a very natural thing, and for us to produce any product that I would say after this year that doesn't have some kind of touch capability, um, I, I think it would probably be the wrong thing to do. So, I mean, you see that right now, you know, we've launched uh, kind of as a follow-on to the TX. Uh, we have a TX2000 that we launched this year. And the nice thing it's is... It's a tablet PC that you can touch. It's a tablet PC that you can touch. The nice thing is that we've put a full digitizer in it this year, uh, opposed to just using the resistive kind of technology. Yeah. And so you get kind of the best of both worlds. You're getting a, a very, very good tablet for the price. But the nice thing is the ability to touch. Yeah. Now, it's the first generation for us. You're going to see some things that follow. Obviously, uh, the iPhone has, I think, changed quite a bit on the perspective of... of kind of interaction overall.
Yeah. When you're designing a new product, what are the uh, things that you have to worry about? Because it's not just does it look great, mm -hmm. you know, it, it does it work great, but does it uh, is it resistant to being dropped? Is it uh, cost effective? Can you build it at a decent price? Right? Is that something that your team works, worries about, or is that after the design process is done, then you hand it over to another team and they go, hey man, that was too expensive to build or something? Well, you know, there there are always different departments when you get into a large corporation. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you a little bit of my group. I have industrial designers. I also have UI designers, uh, which is a new component to our group, and I think you're going to start to see some nice things coming out of HP, especially the notebook group, uh, because of that addition, having UI as a component of design. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have packaging designers, uh, graphic designers that do a lot of the documentation for us. Um, I also have human factors on my team. Um, so when we get all those different disciplines kind of working together, what you really get is a nice product that is not only aesthetically pleasing, yeah. but works well, is easy to use. Um, you know, uh, from a durability standpoint, we still have to pass all the tests that are put out there that qualified as an HP product. Yeah. So even though we may not hold that within our group uh, solely, uh, we still have to shoot for that as far as a final solution. Yeah. Do you have a, a philosophy on the kinds of materials or the kinds of aesthetics that you want to see out of a product? I, I know some of your competitors probably are, I, I know when I was at a press conference with Steve Jobs, he, he was saying, check out my brushed metal, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's that, um, we, we've called it kind of this interaction gravity when we talk about the products. And yeah. what it means is it basically, uh, it can be visual, it can be touch, um, but it's where that, it, that product draws you in. So Apple, I think, has done a very good job in bringing uh, metals uh, to kind of this honest approach in the sense of really using authentic materials. Uh, we've added to uh, our kind of overall design by bringing in-mold decoration as a component to our design. Can we see uh, yeah. an example of that? Actually? So why don't you just bring up the, the designer edition. We kind of talk yeah. a little bit about that because that really kind of, I think, exploits it to, to the nth degree. Um, so explain what, what this process is that you use. What do you call this? So it's in-mold decoration, okay. okay? But we're taking a little bit uh, a different approach. If for, for us, it's, it's really called HP imprint. And on the HP imprint process, what we're doing is we're combining the, just the ability to decorate the tool in the sense of the, the plastic coming out of the tool with ink. We're also bringing it as a component of our design process. Can you see it just a little bit? There we go. Okay. Um, and the, the, the nice thing is that we're able to, if you can think it, you can draw it, you can come up with a graphic, we can go and implement it. And we partnered with a very, very good firm in, in Kyoto, Japan, Nisha. And they, Nisha Enterprises basically uh, has been a, a leader in the cell phone industry and stuff doing in-mold decoration. Yeah. But we, by partnering in with them... You call it in-mold because in -mold. this isn't just painted on, it's no. actually part of the, the molding process yeah, of the let, plastic. Let me explain to you, um, you know, uh, it's a good thing you're not the Orange County Chopper. I did an Orange County Chopper show a while back, and I tried to explain to Paul Sr. that it's kind of like tattooing plastic, and it's like your tattoos, and he threw the notebook at me last time. <laughs> so, you know, it's a little, long as you don't get aggressive like that. But the key thing about it is that when the plastic goes into injection molding tool, yeah. it can take the impression of texture on the tool or polish on the tool, whatever it might be. In, th in this case, we're actually putting ink on a carrier sheet inside the tool and when the plastic goes in it actually picks up that ink and makes it permanent to the to the outside surface. Now I bet you've done testing where you've scrubbed the surface with because right. I, I was at I worked at Microsoft and I went through their hardware lab and they right. did a lot of testing on wear and keys and stuff like that and I bet you do that how, how resistant is this to the, being scratched off? Well 
it has different uh, durability levels, but in the sense of like paint, it's several times more durable than paint. Um, the best way to kind of liken it for most people out there is that if you have lenses like yourselves that are plastic, you have a protective coating, it has the same type of hard coat coating that's on your glasses. Okay. So in the sense of resistive, over it's over the color. So you have a hard coat and then color beneath it. So it, it, it's, it's super, super durable in the sense of a finish. But the nice thing is it's not just a color. Uh, and two, it's it's high gloss, so it's it's you know it really kind of has a uh, that we talked about the interactive gravity where it's it's just visual you know high interest. Um, but the thing is that we've really taken that as a kind of a cornerstone for some of the differentiation that we've brought to the table. Um, when you look at uh, trying to bring fashion, and you've seen a lot of people try to bring kind of fashion influences, it's it's very easy to go kind of crazy with it. And this one's a little bit crazy. And I'll tell you a little bit about the history on this one. Not all the designs are are you know kind of this wild, but the key thing is that um, you're, you want to be able to bring it in in a graphic way, and in-mold decoration is the most sophisticated and the cleanest way of doing that. Um, that's not to say authentic metals is the wrong way. It's just a different way of interpreting yeah. of uh, how do you do this, you know, the encasement. Yeah, so tell me the story behind this uh, really cool uh, bleeding so the, edge. So, so the graphic on this one is not just in, in inspired uh, by just different designs out there, but this was actually done by uh, a designer, a uh, young designer. So what we did is we did a partnership with Microsoft, or excuse me, not Microsoft, uh, with uh, uh, MTV and and HP. And basically what we did is uh, we we we. we put a challenge out there to young designers around the world yep. of what uh, what is your ideal design. And so we basically developed a, a website that they could submit designs to. Yep. And from that website, we would select, I think it was a top 10 list, if you will, and several judges from around the world uh, got to participate in, in, in selecting that final one. But to get that top 10 list, we actually had participants around the world in the sense of um, anybody that watches MTV that can go to the website, basically go out there and vote on their favorite design. Yep. And so what we got out of this was a, uh, a, a design that was by the people for the people, if you will. Yep. And so th th this young designer is out of Porto, Portugal, and you know he had a very, very kind of cool design. This was uh, talking about Asian Odyssey. So he has just a lot of very, very cool graphics on here. It really resonated with a lot of the judges as far as a, a very strong graphic, uh, something that was very timely. And we've taken it to the full fruition of bringing this out into the market. So not only is it just a design competition that you see by a lot of different companies out there, but we're actually going to bring it to a mass offering. Yeah. Tell me about some of the functional things you do and when designing a laptop. I mean, putting lights and, you know, do, do you do that kind of design or mm -hmm. do you just do the shell design? And tell me a little bit about the the buttons you put in and the keys. Yeah, so I don't know if everybody can see that, but if I kind of open this up, uh, you know, on on any any notebook that we, we, we go about, there's, there's a usability side of, you know, if you do have these added button functions um, added to the product, you know, what is the layout, what is the proper spacing, what is the illumination, you know, what are the graphics? So those are all components of design. You know, it's not just the, the outer shape or shell of the design or even the color of the design. It actually gets into what we consider ergonomic measures of the product, right? Uh, the basic functionality. We talked about UI as a component to the design team. Uh, you know, the UI as far as hardware interfaces like this is very, very key. Um, as far as the illumination, you know, we're trying to prevent 
pr present a, a really nice kind of ambient quality. Mm -hmm. So if you look at our products, we were the first to really bring blue as a kind of a common color uh, across the platform in the PC uh, space. Um, you see it kind of just in a nice even ambient light opposed to uh, a lot of PCs that you see out there where you see a green and an orange and all these different colors kind of glaring at you. That's fine from a functional basis or if you're looking at it from a business perspective where they have kind of, if you will, these, these international codes that they might want to meet. But from a consumer perspective, um, you know, you, it's like turning on your TV. You know, I don't want to have a Christmas tree that sits on my shelf there. I want to kind of have this ambient quality. So we get into not only just the light selection, but the level of light. So it gets into that level when we go through the design pieces. Yeah, a lot of work there, huh? A lot, a lot of different pieces. Yeah. Now, do you do you uh, once you get a, a few designs, do you bring customers in and let them see the design and give their feedback? Or how, how does that yeah, work? It, it depends. Um, you know, when we do our our much larger offering, since of the worldwide offering, uh, it tends to be a little bit more sheltered just because we're trying to bring out something new and we want to make sure that we're protecting uh, our new development and stuff. But we do uh, do programs like special editions with uh, um, Best Buy. Yeah. And so when we do those, those programs with Best Buy, uh, we actually uh, participate with their, their team uh, within their company. So the major buyers, all the key people in the Best Buy team will actually come to my studio and we'll go through several different presentations just like a consultant would to a corporation. We work with Best Buy in developing kind of this unique solution that works well for them but also resonates with their target audience. Uh, Best Buy has some very uh, key, um, if you will, uh, demographics that they want to hit with certain programs and and we've tried to design around those parameters with some of the designs. We released uh, a new product that has a uh, kind of um, kind of a reddish uh, tint to it. Yeah. Um, it's uh, out there today in the in the Best Buy stores, and it's called Thrive. And it's it's a very unique pattern. It uh, its actual history comes from almost a, a sprout in the sense of this organic nature. But you have this kind of um, a metalized uh, red shade uh, shade that's onto the top, and then this kind of bronze metal that's to the bottom. So a real nice kind of mixture between both graphics and etched quality and then also these metals that are kind of more subdued. Yeah. Do you work with the engineers to figure out how to get heat off of the machine as, as well as possible? Yeah. Um, all, all the different uh, notebooks have a, a different level of surface temperature that they have to hit, right, before they go out onto the street and such. And we'll go through developing um, different spatial relationships to the, the bottom pan um, in relationship to any of its components internally to make sure that that outer surface uh, it doesn't get too hot. Um, many times you'll it's like a see us. Warm right here. Yeah, that one. It, well, it's one of those things that it depends on the the the, the different surface. Also, the material, right? Um, what, what's interesting is plastic conducts heat different than metal surfaces and stuff. So we have to be very very careful on where we're going to put metal uh, onto the bottom. Yeah. It's not that it's hotter, but your 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 touch. Uh, when you touch it, you feel like it is hotter, even though it's not. Yeah. Um, now, the key thing is that we're starting to look at some different ways of sh shielding that heat. So one of the products that we talked about a little bit earlier in, in, the, in the location here was the 2710. Yeah. And that's sold also in retail, but it's mainly our business offering. This is a TC2710. <coughs> and it, it is a very unique product in the sense that it has kind of a Lego type approach where you yeah. basically have a normal tablet PC, but then you can put on a lithium polymer battery. The nice thing about that is having that kind of uh, plug into the bottom. You shield all the heat from the lap. Yeah. Um, so it's a different way of approaching it. Yeah. Why, why does the top of the machine look designed and the bottom look a little ugly? Well, it's one of those things that this, this product is designed to be 
what I would consider the more uh, economical. Yep. Okay, so it is a mass offering. So what we're doing is we're leveraging a bottom plastic and then accessorizing the top. Uh, you'll see some other products that have design equal to the bottom, or the top is equal to the bottom. Yep. Um, it is uh, it just a different approach. You know, this product here, you know, gets down into the $500 price range. So it's a very, very uh, low-cost uh, product for, for, for what you're getting. Um, as we get into some of our higher-end units, you'll start to see a lot more attention to the bottom side. It comes also from a mobility side, too. Yep. Okay, so this, what's interesting is that at a, you know, a 15-inch size or a 14-inch size, it still tends to be more movement within the house yeah. opposed to really going on, on long ventures and stuff. As you start to get into that 12-inch category, the bottom becomes probably more important. It's more like a cell phone, right? Yeah. I'm going to carry this around. It's going to have more visibility. Again, you know, that's where you really want to put more attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how is uh, HP going to change this design stature or philosophy or are we going to say HP has really stepped up its design game like you know they're cream and apple you know that's what we want to <laughs> say right well I, I think I think you know there's there's several different philosophies you know I think Apple does a very good job and we have a lot of respect for them um, they're also in a different price point yeah. as as far as their product. Um, in the price point that they don't we're, have a five hundred dollar laptop. They don't have a five hundred dollar <laughs> laptop. But in the price point that we're focused on, I think we've become uh, really a design leader in that value. Um, the the thing that I think we're striving for over time though is continuing to hit on on really nice solutions. Um, you've seen it, uh, we released a, a product called the HDX, which is called the Dragon. Um, a lot of design effort put into it really kind of took what was maybe some elements that we've seen from other companies and stuff, but really refined it in, in a nice way and made it a, a very robust product. You're going to start to see, I think, another level this, uh, this uh, kind of uh, June time frame on some new products uh, where we continue to refine both materials and processes and the forms so that I, I, I would say this is that in the focus group testing, right, when we put those out there and we put those designs in front of people, um, we asked them, you know, what, what do these designs look like? You know, who, who do you think manufactured these? And what's interesting is that they use the term Apple, they use the term Sony when they're referring to these new designs. And so with those folks being always kind of, I think, um, a, a kind of a, if you will, a benchmark, if you will, for a lot of people on what we consider good or high quality design, uh, it gives us a, a good feeling that we're moving in the right direction. And again, I go back to from a management standpoint, right? As uh, management's reinforced the design team, we've added to our staff, we've added to our focus, and the products that you're starting to see, and I think you probably can see it yourself, if you go back a couple years, right? You said the good years and the bad years of yeah. design. But if you go back a couple years, you just didn't see that, that, that consistency, right? Within the notebook space or even in, in the PC space for HP. Um, I can tell you specifically for notebooks, you know, that's the group that I'm responsible for. Um, we've put a huge amount of effort, and I, you know, I go back to you know people like Todd Bradley or Sajeev Jahil, who's come into the company, really put a strong focus on design within our groups. Yeah. Do you think you're ever going to do uh, partnership designs like a, a BMW laptop or a BMW branded HP laptop or a I don't know a Ferrari or a 
some, something like that, or even a rock band, right? I'd want, you know, yeah. uh, U2 laptop or something like that. Yeah, we've, we've looked at in the past. Um, there's still some names that are floating about that uh, we, we've, we've had discussions with. Um, what's interesting is you've got to find the right combination of the company, their causes, and what our focus is. Um, one of the things I think you'll start to see in the near future is probably maybe not so much of a company-to-company -company kind of partnership, but more focus on personas, right, in the sense of um, does HP really have the right product for the female buyer? versus the male buyer in the sense of, you know, we tend to kind of homogenize who is the, the, the PC buyer out there. And I think what you're going to start to see, we've heard the term hyper-segmentation just in the sense of sizes and stuff. But I think you're going to start to see more and more of that going on over time where we start to see personas develop and you're going to have, you know, this product like you have in, in, on your lab right now, which was really targeted at the youth, right? Yep. You know, you had MTV as a great partner Very and cool. then you had, you know, HP you focusing on design that was specific to that youth category. Yeah. You you probably wouldn't take this into a business meeting, right? No, it's funny is that we have some folks that you know that use that product in the office there, and it does throw uh, some of the executives for a loop every once in a while when they walk in there. They're like, you know, what is that, right? It, it is very very different from what we produce today, but it's a good thing, right? Yeah. You know, that type of energy really uh, changes the dynamics within the company. Yeah. Well, it's a product that makes you talk about it, right? It does. It does, and it's had a lot of focus. Um, I mean, the key thing is that you know, it, what what I want to make sure everybody understands is it wasn't just a an effort to to do a quick kind of partnership with MTV, get some publicity. Um, we really took this to heart, and you know, we brought that designer into our group and participated, you know, uh, from a design standpoint all the way through the execution. So we actually flew this individual out to Kyoto, Japan, and he participated in the final color selection, uh, the proof runs, all the things that you would normally do as a designer. We took this graphic designer from basically, he was going to school in Portugal, um, all the way into our our normal process of production. So, like I said, is you think you're going to hire him? Well, you know, it's one of those things that you know we 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 did want to make sure that he was uh, under contract. That you know, hey, if we want to do some future graphics, is, is he uh, is he available? So we, we've taken that precaution. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I noticed that, that looking at the other tablet mm -hmm. PC that you have down here, that you use a, a very rounded look to your PC. Is that done on, on purpose? Is there a reason that you chose the, the rounded uh, curves on, well, the, on the, the lid? There's a couple of things. One is, I told you about the in-mold decoration. Yeah. There is an inherent um, design requirement for in-mold decoration, and that is that uh, the draft or the slope of the surface has to be somewhat generous. But at the same time, when we start to get into the, some of these uh, smaller products, uh, we're really wanting to reduce some of the mass of the product um, as well as the approachability. And so if you look at this product, uh, although it is a fairly small product, we've really kind of rounded a lot of the edges, not just the top but also the bottom, so that when you, when you carry it, it, it feels comfortable in your hand. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is that remember this is a tablet. So as you take this and, and swivel this about, and bring it down, the last thing you want is real sharp edges that are going to basically, you know, um, prevent you from, you know, easily uh, riding on the surface or interacting with the surface. Yeah.
Very cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, anything you. else this you want to tell me about the design at HP. I, th I well, think we've covered a lot. You know, it's one of those things that I, I just would uh, encourage everybody to look forward to. Uh, you know, some of the the, the, the next uh, cycles of, of product that we have coming out in the back to school time in the fall. Uh, we have some really, I think, some some more, killer more products. Crazy designs coming some like more this. crazy designs that are coming out like that. I think you'll see some continuation of what we have in our tablet space as we get into the later part of the year. Uh, again, all the things that you talked about are things that we're focusing on. So I think there'll be some good products coming out for us. Well, thank you very much. And, Appreciate uh, it. Nice, nice to see some nice design products. So. <laughs> no problem. Thanks. Thanks, and that's uh, it for the Scoble Show for tonight. Thank you.